0: The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 20, How to Measure Leadership, and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. Once again, I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, how is it going this week, my friend?
1: Man, I'm great, Stephen. How about you? Did oh, you have a
0: good week this week? I did. I had a great week and uh, even a better weekend. Weather's beautiful in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I'm just looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Man, it must be nice to see the sun again. Oh. I, here in Atlanta, I feel like I've moved to Seattle. It's rained every day for two weeks. and that's, that's after it snowed one day. Yeah. Um, so we we've had a lot of rain, so I'm I'm looking forward to some of that sunshine, and maybe you'll send it to me. That'd yeah, be great. I, I need to because we sure, certainly
0: have plenty to give out here. But uh, yeah, it's great great to talk with you again this week. Looking forward to our discussion uh, on leadership and behind the scenes. What what's on uh, the docket this week, my friend?
1: Hey, so I thought we would talk about, and I mentioned last week to our to our audience that we were going to talk about how to measure leadership. How do you how do you measure leadership? Um, you probably experience this. I know I do. Uh, as I'm teaching and training leadership, a lot of people look at leadership as one of those intangible things that you can't really measure, right? So uh, how do you know that your leadership is being effective? How do you know that your leadership is is making the difference that you want it to make or, or whatever, right? So uh, a lot of people will look at leadership as one of those intangibles uh, that makes it impossible to measure. But I would submit to you that it it is actually capable of being measured. You've just got to differentiate what uh, what a lot of people will call a lag measure versus a lead measure. We'll talk about a quick a book here in just a, a moment that uh, I learned this concept from. But you you've got to really focus on the difference between your lag measure and your lead measure, so that you can identify the lead measures and then measure those because that's how you measure your leadership. So how's that sound today?
0: No, that sounds great. When I when I think about leadership, I think most people, and I would put myself in here, typically is you think of leadership in terms of um you know what you're doing and and what has happened in the past. And you and you look at the way the organization has has operated and leaders have operated. And it's not something just intuitively maybe you think as is a forward-looking measure. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how we unpack this and some of the discussion and give our listeners some different ideas on ways to be very intentional about measuring leadership and ways to stay in front of it. So I, I like the topic. Can't wait to dig into this. Let's do it.
1: Good. Let's jump in. So uh, yeah, I think the first thing to do is is just explain this difference between a lag measure and a lead measure. Uh, and, and I first found this concept in a book, a great book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. It's from the Covey Uh, the Covey group. I think it was Stephen M. R. Covey who wrote the book, Uh, but it's a great book on basically the mechanics, if you will, of getting a team, driving a a team through executing some type of project or task or whatever it might be. But in that book, he he talks about the difference between a lag measure and a lead measure. So let me give you a couple of quick examples. that will help you identify what the differences are. So if we were talking about sales and maybe you had a goal uh in the sales department to you know grow sales by 50% uh this year well then at the end of this year you're going to look back at your sales and if they're 50% greater then you won if they're less than that then you lost right you, you but that's a lag measure a lag measure meaning you're looking backwards in the past and measuring your result and at that point game over right if you didn't hit that fifty percent growth at the end of the year. Well, it's too late. You can't do anything about it at that point. Instead, what you do is you you identify that as your lag measure. That fifty percent sales growth—that's your lag measure. But then you determine, well, what are the what are the things that we need to do on a very very consistent basis, almost every day? What are the things that we need to do that we're confident if we do those things on a consistent basis they'll result in the lag measure that we're after that 50% in sales. And so you're probably going to make some type of lead measures along the lines of, well, you know, make 10 phone calls every day, you know, 10 sales calls every day. Well, then you're going to measure every day. Did I make my 10 sales calls? That's your lead measure that you, as you can see, you can very clearly measure a lead measure and then your confidence. And if, if I call 10 people every single day, the sales call that's going to lead to the sales that we need in order to grow to that 50%. Now let's move this to leadership a little bit. A lot of times people will use like employee engagement leaderships or some people call them pulse surveys or whatever, but you, you have these surveys where you're measuring the satisfaction or the happiness or the engagement, if you will, of your employees. And unfortunately a lot of people do these on a, on only on an annual basis. And so maybe you look at it, Last year's employee engagement survey, and you say, well, okay, I want to increase that by 10 points. Well, if you wait till next year's survey and then look at it and, and you didn't increase it by 10 points, you lost. That's your lag measure, right? So it's too late at that point. So what you need to do is look at last year's results and determine, well, what are the lead measures? What are the things that we need to do? So maybe you look at those results and you see that people are unhappy because they don't feel recognized or they don't feel appreciated, or they don't understand how the things that they're doing, uh, you know, are important. Well, then you need to create some, define some lead measures that'll help you recognize people and, and the good things they're doing, help you, you know, acknowledge people, help you appreciate people, help you to really define for people how the things that they're doing is really, really important. And then you can measure how often are you doing those things? And then you're confident that that's going to impact in a positive way your lag measure of growing your employee engagement surveys how's that sound does that does that make sense about the lead and lag measures
0: yeah it does and you know I think I think of lag is is kind of in in the world of manufacturing or engineering it's kind of the scorecard approach right here's a scorecard here's the outcome and the output of something that happened and it's really uh did you get there or not and it, it kind of drives you to say, yeah, I, f- I feel good about it. I don't feel so good about it. we We did it or we didn't do it. but it the the phase for action to occur to influence the things that happened are are over. They're in the past. you can't you can't do it. It's about so I guess it's good. you you need to know if you're winning or losing. So a scorecard or a lagging indicator or a lagging measure is a part of the overall picture, but it lacks. The action steps or the action process to influence it during and before those outcomes occur, so you can still have a chance to uh, adjust uh, midstream. So that's where this leading, leading measure thought process is. And you mentioned this culture uh, is an example of uh, maybe a lagging, a lagging measure where where an organization will do a annual employee culture survey to say, okay, how do, how do our employees feel about our organization, the leadership in an organization, the support and resources they get? Uh, do they feel like their voices are heard? Are they getting communicated to? So these are typical questions that anyone out there that's that's been through one of these surveys ha- has likely seen. And one of the things that I think about as we unpack and walk through this topic is something that, uh, in my organization, that we are beginning to do differently, and we are just starting this process here uh, this month, which is called a PCI index, which is a positive culture index. And what this does is it takes the it takes the uh, aspects of this annual employee survey. And it creates a more real-time approach to it. So you're not just looking back at the lagging measure, but you're taking a snapshot of the way the culture feels today, getting that impression, that feedback, and then you're able to take actions in the more immediate term to go influence. And the way that looks and the way from from folks that are listening to this could think of this is is if you go in for a skip level, so leaders – You would likely, or you might have a skip level that you do with uh, your employees or your leadership team. Uh, Or if you're listening to this and an employee, you've likely been a part of one of these skip levels. So, in, in this approach of this positive culture index, we go into the room. Let's say it's 10 or 15 people randomly selected in the organization. We would go in there, we give them a 23 question survey that asks questions that you might find on a normal culture assessment that you would do annually, but they answer it. And then we leave the room with a, with a designated person who goes and tabulates these results. Then we come back into the room during the same session. Let's say it's an hour at the 30 minute mark. And we go over the results, totally anonymous, but we go over the results of this survey and go and, and say something like, you know, you told us that this area, let's say communication was, was marked a 3 out of 10. So there let's talk about that. So in this room, what are some of the things that we can do differently around communication to connect the dots to make sure that we're that we're improving. So the benefit of that is is taking a lagging measure, turning it on its head a bit and creating a leading measure out of it by the actions that we take and how we break that down and being very decisive and intentional about the way forward. So that's an example that I think of in terms of, you know, a lagging and a leading and turning one into another and having a positive impact on leadership and in the organization.
1: Yeah, you know, Steve, that's a, that's a great example. And, and certainly I do believe that you should take like this uh, this positive culture index survey or, or some other type of survey that you might, uh, you know, use Use that for the purpose of identifying what are the areas you focus on, focus our action items, focus our attention on as it relates to leadership, and you know, like you just mentioned, your survey may indicate that communication is lacking in some way, right That's where the low scores in in this culture survey are they're they're in the area of uh, of communication. well, then now that helps you in identifying well what are the lead measures we need to do what are as a leader? what are the actions around communication that I need to do uh, that I'm confident if I do those on a consistent basis, it will increase the communication scores in the next survey, right? And that could be any number of things. Maybe it's communication around, you know, just consistency. Maybe, you know, maybe I need to commit to sending out a weekly email telling the team the status of, you know, major projects or the status of the business or you know, just being maybe a bit more transparent in the, in uh, the communication. It may be something like that. It may be as a leader, maybe I'm casting vision of some sort or or some type of new change that we're looking to implement. And for the sake of the audience that, that I'm uh, communicating to, I may need to communicate that several different times and several different ways. And so I'm going to create these lead measures that says, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to communicate this 10 times. Well, let's measure that then. How many times have we communicated this new vision or this new change? And so just looking at that, that past survey can pinpoint for you the areas that you need to focus on, but then you just create those action items, those lead measures that you're going to do on a consistent basis, and then that's what you measure as it relates to measuring your leadership.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. And in one of my experiences in the past, I worked for a large uh, fortune 100 company and, and we were very much of a, let's say a, a, a lean organization that followed a lot of lean manufacturing principles. And one of the principles of lean manufacturing and the Toyota production system, if folks are familiar with that at all, is this notion of uh, standard work. So, we had, and I had specifically, and all my leaders had that worked with me in the organization, this standard work for leaders document. It was a trifold. It was on an eight and a half by 11. It was a trifold document. If you take a, and look at a landscaped version of eight and a half by 11, just picture that. You fold it into thirds. You could stick it in your pocket. And that had our standard work on it every day. From a leadership standpoint, though, things that it had on there uh, regarding leadership, we were making sure that we engaged in coaching opportunities, right? When we saw uh, folks, either leaders or employees in the organization, not that we were looking for them doing something wrong, but we were looking for them doing things right and reinforcing behaviors and, and thanking them and coaching, giving them feedback. And we had that, and I had that on my trifold standard work for leaders document that reminded me. So when I think of these leading measures that was a was a it was a prop but it was a tickler to say are you touching three uh employees with coaching every day in the organization are you communicating uh in these ways it would also have these reminders in there to make sure you you coach in a certain way a a, a certain coaching style to be uh, a listener not just sit there and and send your opinions and, and feedback, but listen to what they're saying, ask open-ended questions. It would remind you on this document the the style in which coaching is often uh, most uh, appreciated from people. And it, and these are things that can, can seem very simple and basic and very, very, I, I you know, just why, why do we need to write that stuff down? But the reality is, is, in busy days and and distractions in our in our world you take a pause you pull this thing out of your pocket you look at it you go oh that's right these are the things i need to do simple as they are they are reminders and they tell me don't hey hey you don't forget about doing these things if you want to be a good leader these are the things you need to do all the time consistently daily because that's when the the full impact and measure of leadership becomes, becomes effective in the organization. So I think in terms of, of those things in my past that I've used, and I know you've done similar things, and, uh, you know, one-on-ones, I think um, you have some unique things that you do around one-on-ones and appreciation. And these are all things that when you, you, you stack them all up, they're really meaningful leading ways to look at leadership and how you can be more effective.
1: Yeah, no, very good point there, Stephen. You start, you you know, you talked about an SOP or a standard operating procedure or standard work, whatever it might be, Uh, and all that's related to write it down, if you will, right? And I think that's so so important. You know, I'm I'm talking here about you know define what your lead measures are, define what your action items are that you're going to do on a consistent basis to impact you know positively uh, the culture or whatever it might be that you're trying to impact. And I'm talking about define those things. Well, I should be a little bit more clear about that. Write those down, right? And you you talked about it as a standard work. However you document it, some way, write down the lead measures that you're going to do on a consistent basis as a leader. And then the second part of that is create a, a method by which you can use as a scoreboard. So when you write those, let's just say it's five things. You write down as a leader. There's five things that you're going to do on a consistent basis as a leader. Write those down and then create a way, a spreadsheet, whatever it might be, create a way such that you can track that on a consistent basis to know whether or not you're winning or not. Uh, You you know, you mentioned uh, one-on-one meetings. Uh, I have six direct reports. And so I have a a leadership lead measure, a leadership goal, if you will, to have six one-on-one meetings every single week. Now, sometimes I can't do all six. Sometimes the schedule hits me and so forth. And so, But when I look at my scoreboard, my leadership scoreboard, if you will, then I know that week that I only had four one-on-one meetings. All right, well, you know, I'm struggling a little bit as a leader that week because I didn't have all six, right? Um, another, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but uh, every Friday I actually have on my calendar. So here's another very important tip for, for the listeners. Yes, write it down be able to measure it, to score it, but also put it on your calendar so that you actually do it, right? Put the time necessary on your calendar. And every Friday, I have 30 minutes blocked out on my calendar every Friday to express my appreciation to various team members for whatever reason. Um, And so I I don't, in all transparency, I don't have this written down, but I have this internal goal, if you will, this mental goal of five people every single week. Sometimes I don't hit five. Sometimes I write seven cards or eight cards or emails or whatever it might be. Right. So I just kind of have this mental goal of express my appreciation through a written card or an email or a phone call to five people every single Friday. Sometimes I hit that. Sometimes I don't. Uh, But it's it's a lead measure that I've created for myself that I've written down and, and I'm measuring it, right? So that's so important to write it down and measure it.
0: Yeah, and you know what you say and all that makes me think of a couple more things that, that I want folks to consider. And these are very basic also, but to be an effective leader, to think about being proactive and to, and to think about how you want to lead the organization, not how you want to reflect on how it performed, two things, one, Make sure that you're intentional and you have this on your cal. I have it on my calendar as an event, an outlook, or just different ways you can assign this on your calendar, but you got to get out of your chair and you got to go spend time in your work environment, right? As a leader, I see it all the time. Leaders get very complacent and they, I don't want to say lazy, but they get very complacent and comfortable with sitting behind a computer, sitting behind a desk, sitting in an office, catching, responding. People throw them problems, they send a response. They, they sit back and wait for things to happen as opposed to go out and create things to happen uh, in their organization. So get get up, get out of your chair, get out of your cubicle, get out of your office, get out of where you sit and do your email and things, go talk to people, go walk around the environment, whether that's a production floor or that's an office environment or anything in between, make sure you're doing that. And then when you're doing that, just thinking about how do we look forward from a, from a leading standpoint, leading uh, 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 trigger or a leading indicator standpoint, you, be curious about what your people are doing. Be very intellectually curious about the work they're doing the effort they're expending, the impact they're having, because when you engage them in ways that demonstrate your, your genuine curiosity about their work, that will resonate so well. And so differently because most people don't have time to stop and talk and, and think because they are running around putting out fires or chasing butterflies and, and to, to demonstrate and show that you are really genuinely interested in what they do that is such a big way to uh, stay in front of problems and stay in, in front of issues and, and leading uh, forward as opposed to reacting to problems so that's those are two things i think about a get out get out of your desk your office get out to where the work happens talk to your employees be curious and interested in what they do and that's and then track it this leadership notion of this leadership scoreboard you're talking about, figure out a way, it doesn't have to be fancy, put that on your scorecard. Am I getting into the environment, into the work environment, you know, once a day, twice a day, three times a day, 10 minutes every hour, whatever the measure is for you, be intentional because it's amazing how much time will go by and you'll look up and you go, it's the end of the day. I didn't even go talk to anybody today because I was doing, you know, 65 email responses and the day will get away from you unless you plan it. Differently, so that's something I'd encourage everyone to do.
1: Yeah, no, very important points there, Stephen. I'm I'm a firm believer that yes, you got to put in front of you these these triggers, if you will, or whatever that just calls your attention to the need to to go and be proactive to do things. Um, so, totally uh, agree with that. I, I do that with my calendar and other mechanisms as well. Um, but I thought, especially as you were talking, I thought, you know what? Let me share also. A few other things that I tend to measure in my leadership, but then also some specifics on well, how do I measure those things because uh, maybe I do them in a in a rather unique way, I don't know. we'll see, um, but I'll share it with you and you can give me feedback on it. Uh, but some other things that I like to measure. So I talked about expressing appreciation to a number of people each week, number of one on ones that I have with people each week. Um, I also like to track for myself throughout the week how many action items do I take upon myself? for the purpose of helping someone on my team, right? Removing some roadblock, overcoming some challenge, whatever it might be. How many action items do I take on myself? Now, sometimes they they ask me to do those things. Other times I just proactively do them. But how many action items do I do each week for the purpose of helping someone on my team? Uh, here's another one I think uh, very highly of. You know me, and, and I've said it many, many times, leadership is relationship. And a lot of what you just said talked about being intentional about, you know, growing those relationships, showing people you care about them, taking the time to walk around and talk to them and so forth. Here's one of the things I like to measure. And, and it's and it's ironic that I'm measuring this because I'm really, really bad with names, terrible with names. But one of the things that I measure for myself to, to kind of gauge my relationship with the number of people that are on my team, I like to measure each week how many names of children do I know? Did i learn the name of you know some some, some member on my team that i learn the name of a of a you know a child that they have right uh and and a lot of times i'll write that down and, and things like that now not every team member has children obviously is the case sometimes as well so you know however you're going to do that measure some way that indicates that you have a relationship that you care about those people you know about their you know their spouse's name or, you know, their birthday or whatever it might be, measure something that indicates, you know, and care about those people. Now, the way I track this, and I think you use this too, but I use Michael Hyatt's full focus planner uh, every single day. And every day I use, it's a physical book. For those that don't know, it's a physical uh, journal book kind of thing, a planner. And every day I use it to manage my day. I, it has a calendar in there. It has task lists in there and so forth so I use it every single day. And this is, for instance, where I track those action items that I take on myself for my team's sake and so forth. Well, then at the end of the week, it has a, uh, a summary. You know, you kind of reflect back on the past week and then it also has a part where you f- reflect on the coming week. But at the end of every week, it gives me that opportunity to go back and look and I can flip back through the pages and, and count the number of action items, for instance, that I took. Uh, on behalf of my team, or I can flip back through the calendar and and see, well, how many one-on-one meetings did I cancel uh, or, or reschedule? Uh, and I can, you know, I can think back to what I did on Friday, and well, how many thank you notes did I write? And so it gives me on the weekend. Then it gives me that opportunity in the journal itself to reflect back and score how well I did on these leadership leading measures, these leadership action items that I'm trying to do each week. So that's just some more examples of things I measure. And then specifically, how I measure them.
0: Yeah, and you know, as you were saying that, it made me think about you're talking about children's names and all. But but to me, that's critical. You you need to know that, and you need to you need to. How many leaders really know the names of folks, their their employees' kids? I I would say not a lot, right? Because people are too self absorbed to go really ask those questions, and 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 when they hear it, to really put it back in their mind, write it down, and then refer back to it another time. Another thing I see, it's kind of a, a unique, well, it's not unique, it's just pets, right? People and their pets. I mean, these pets are like kids. And I just, uh, you know, oh, tell me about your kids. Okay, I got Johnny and Susie, but boy, I have these two dogs, and I have, a, you know, this golden doodle, and, and, you know, her name is, you know, uh, you know Susie, and this, and this people love their dogs. So if you want to really connect with someone from a leadership standpoint is their pets. They love their pets. And another thing I do as you were talking in unpacking that is when I get new employees or, or I'm finding facts out about folks, uh, like I have a, have a guy's got a, a newborn, he's got a newborn and, I find out the name of the newborn. I go into my go into my iPhone and I go into my contacts and I write the names of their kids down in my contact list. Right, so I I sometimes I I, I miss doing that, but I always think about that uh, intentionally when when an event occurs. I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta capture that name because when when you're when you're walking around, you're talking to folks. If you can, and I and I have a kind of a bad bad memory with with names also I, I remember that they have kids i remember that uh they have a boy and a girl but i i can't i can't remember their name and i don't want to look like an idiot and just say you know how, how's your your son or daughter doing i want to refer to them by name so sometimes i cheat a little bit i'll go into my phone and i'll uh, if i know i'm going to go talk to somebody i'll do a quick look i was like okay they have a sit uh, a son uh james and a daughter uh, you know Leah, and I'll um, and I'll go in there and say, hey, how's uh, how, how's James and and Leah doing? And and it, a lot of times they'll look at you and go, wow, I'm surprised you remembered that. I haven't mentioned their names in a while. So uh, it, it, that that goes a long way with people. That puts that personal leadership connection uh, together. And when you talk about the scorecard or tracking it, I'd encourage you to do that. Write it down. Write it in a planner. Write it in a notebook. Put it in your contact list. And then don't forget about it, refer to it, because as you talk to folks, make sure you're referring to these things, because these are these small little connection points that most leaders, 95% of leaders, A, don't do, and B, never have thought of doing. And that's one way to really stand out and to be intentional and to track it uh, within these different mechanisms, I think, will, will set you apart. So uh, it's something I recommend as well, and uh, I think it's well. Wow, what what a great impact that can have on your leadership and on the organization.
1: Totally, and man, such good stuff there, Stephen. I can't let uh, any of that go by without making some responses to it. I, I mean, I, I wrote here in big, huge capital letters in my notebook as you were talking. Pets, man, that is awesome. That is huge advice, um, and it's you know, frankly, a, a, an aspect of relationship and all that that I've really never paid attention to. And as you were talking through that, uh, I know I have employees. I have people that report directly to me. I have this one lady, for instance, uh, she has horses. I mean, she's just really big into horses. And, and I don't know, I don't even know what type of horse they are or their names. Or, I think she has three, I think. Uh, I'm not even positive of that. And and I think some of that is just, well, I'm not naturally a, a pet person. I mean, yeah, we we have a dog. Okay, great. Uh, but that's that's about it. Uh, but to your point, pets are really, really important to some of our people. And it, it's on us to, to, uh to know those things. And so, yeah, maybe that's what you want to measure. How, the names of pets that you know, how many, you know, did you learn this week? That kind of thing, whatever it is, be sure you're tracking that and measuring that. And then I, I also wanted to say to our listeners, uh, you, you know, you made mention of uh, writing their name down or putting it in their contact information and so forth. And, and I do the same thing. I, you know, for birthdays, for instance, I'll put it on my calendar uh, every single year that day. And, and uh, in their contacts, I'll have the, the names of their spouse and their children and things like that. And, and I think sometimes a lot of leaders feel like that's cheating or, or if you do that somehow it takes away the, you know, the significance of knowing their children's name. But I'll just submit to you that it's actually the exact opposite. You know, when people know that you as a leader care enough to go into your contact and and write down their children's name or their pet's name or whatever. I mean, again, I've got 165 people in my team. I don't think any single one of them expects me to memorize the the children's names of every single person on that team. But if I'm willing to take the extra effort to go into my contact and put their children's name there, to your point, when I mention their children's name, they don't care how I remember it. They just care that I do remember it. Right. That's what's important to them. And so don't feel like you're cheating. Take notes, put it in contact, whatever you do. uh, Just be intentional about it. And uh, don't look at it as cheating because your people are impressed by the fact that you care enough to even write it down uh, when you learn these things. So that just a, just a tip there. I want to give everybody.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I'll, uh, I'll close, I'll close this topic up with one more thing that came to my mind. And I've, I mentioned this before in another episode, I don't recall which one it was, but it makes me just think about, about being intentional about leading, leading folks and, and thinking about what's important to them. And so every month, every month for example our hr person will through adp through payroll processing they'll just run a report who has a birthday in we're recording this in february so we got we have march coming up who has a birthday in march out of our out of our you know 180 employees how how many birthdays are in march and then a list comes out and then She'll provide that list. And then all of the leaders of those employees will go do a handwritten birthday card to them saying, happy birthday. You know, thank you for the hard work. Appreciate what you do for us. And then we won't hand it to them. We'll put a stamp on it. We'll mail it to their house, right? Because, and we've talked about this a little bit, but just the power because now the spouse gets to see that now the significant other gets to see that. And, and then it it really goes a long way, that little extra cherry on top that says, I care about you, and I'm going to take the time to write a card out, kind of like you do with thank you notes. Write these thank you notes out. Nobody does that anymore. I mean, what, 99.9% of the population, they don't do things like that because it's just not something that that is natural just as part of a, a daily routine. But those leaders that do, are really setting themselves apart and differentiating the capability and the, and the way that they lead. And I would submit that they're going to uh, just accelerate their career because they're going to be a person that's known to really care about their folks and their team. And when you care and you demonstrate it, people are going to run through a wall for you. People are going to follow you. And they're going to want to work with and for you in other, in other places in your career. And I'm telling you, that that is absolutely priceless. And uh, I'd recommend people just to think in terms, that's one example. There are many, many others that, that Michael or I haven't even thought of that, that you might be doing or could do to really put a personal, personal touch on how you engage and interact with your employees. And that's going to get you um, an absolute, uh, uh, some positive energy, positive feedback, and move the organization forward.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Stephen. That that is awesome stuff. I think we uh, I think we've unpacked that it and, and very very well. And, and one thing I want to do uh, is to just say to those that are asking themselves, how do I measure leadership? One, I want to commend you uh, just for thinking that way. That you know, thinking in, in such a way that okay, my leadership, I want to measure it so that I can make it better. And I just hope that, you know, Stephen and I, the way we've unpacked this and, and unpacked the concept of lag measure and lead measure, and then helped you with some ideas on defining, well, what are those lead measures that you need to do as a leader? And then you commit to doing them consistently and then ways of measuring that. I hope we've unpacked that well for
0: you. Absolutely. This is uh, good stuff. And, um, we are going to ready to move to behind the scenes. What do you think? Yeah, let's pull the curtain back and uh, show everybody what's going on behind the scenes. Oh man, this is the f- the really interesting and fun part of the episode. So what a, what I'm going to tee you up first, my friend, what's going on in your world? I know you've been working on a bunch of stuff. Yeah,
1: so I've been I think on here I've been uh, talking about uh, building a community a little bit and the reasons why I've been looking to do that to build that support mechanism of other people that are learning leadership and and. Uh, Building that community around any of the teaching and training and products that that I'll be offering, and so for me this week again, it's a, it's really a continuation of building out that community. Um, I've selected Mighty Networks as the platform upon which I'm going to build this community, and I've already got the community started. Uh, but Mighty Networks offers this uh, masterclass, this community design masterclass, and uh, I started the first uh, the first of a uh, five series week uh this past week and I'm really excited about that. Uh got a lot of really good thinking around ideal community members and and things like that. And so I'm just continuing those types of things. Um I'm also working into the um I guess I'll call it the promotion or the ad advertising phase, if you will, of building out this community. So I've built out some some ads images and things like that. I got your feedback and feedback from others on on those ad images. And then it's just kind of you know, creating the promotion plan uh, to get this out there and and, and get this community into the uh, you know eyes and ears and minds of as many people as possible to bring those uh, those in, those ideal community members into the community because I mean it, it, it's obvious right the the more ideal community members we have in the community the better the community is going to be the more ideas that are going to get shared and things like that and so I'm leading into that. Promotion period as I learn more and more from this master class that Mighty networks is offering so it's really exciting stuff. I want to get this thing off the ground and get it running so that I can go back to that uh, you know getting better known out into the internet world, get guest hosting on, on some podcasts and things like that so uh, but i'm really excited about getting this community uh, going
0: I love the fact that you're just taking action right you're you're taking action uh, I looked at your i think it was four canva posters or, or images that you created. And I love the fact that you're not waiting for everything to be perfect. You're, you're, you're plugging away. And that's something I got to get better at too, that I'm, I'm watching you and saying, oh, I got to catch up with this guy here. He's, he's you're, you're taking these steps every week, every, every week you're taking a step. You're, you're, you're making uh, images for your community. You're, you know, you, I saw that you have a a community i don't know what what do you call that in mighty network community live what's that thing called when you go live with people
1: well in the in the community itself it's just an event and you can define an event to be literally anything it could be a a local meetup if you wanted to or whatever but for this one i'm calling it a a community meeting Meeting. uh, and it's basically going to be a live zoom call with as many community members that want to jump onto the call Uh, and really it's meant for two purposes. I do want to talk about a leadership topic. It's going to be, uh, the leadership mindset. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but also it's kind of meant to be a a meet and greet, if you will. So as many community members that's willing to, we'll jump onto a live zoom call. We'll be able to see each other, hear one another. We can do some introductions and things like that, but we'll of course talk about a
0: leadership topic. It's like a virtual open house, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. is that zoom call? Is that zoom call? Uh, contained within mighty networks or is it just a link and it goes to a separate zoom call outside of mighty
1: Networks? yeah it's just a zoom call uh, you know zoom meeting that i set up separately and then you just put a link into the event out
0: to the zoom call i got it okay so yeah that's interesting stuff it's um that's good i i i'm signed up for that i i plan on being there I, i just like the fact again that you're taking these these steps forward and That's the only way to get to your destination is you got to you got to start turning those wheels. And that's something I I see that uh, you're very consistent with. For for me, uh, a couple things going on, continuing to look at my course uh, completion, course creation around this managing up course. So since last week, I've I've um, I've kind of cleaned up the structure a little bit more, went in and and simplified a few things on on the outline, so not to be too repetitive. I've listened to quite a number of podcasts about uh, online course from online course creators and how they started with with uh, you know, udemy and and getting something out there. So I've done a lot of just listening to others examples and, in history, trying to get good ideas. So that's really been helpful. I'm in the process now of writing a quick script for my, um, what do they call it? They call it your, your, is it your intro video, your, um, the one where you, um, uh, you promote your promotion right. video right. in Udemy. So, and then I have to submit that to get reviewed by Udemy to make sure it meets all the standards and guidelines and video quality and all that. So I'm learning a bit more about that, reading a lot of, on that also you know email list wise i'm uh, at 142 now which i'm up i i think i had I think i had 4 i think i had 4 or 5 since last week's call so continuing to tick up there uh with some sign ups to the to the mini course that i have out there and and doing that so uh still getting a little bit of traction there and and growing that and then the last thing i'll say is and i don't know if you've ever heard of this or not this so i'm on Kajabi i use Kajabi for my my website my courses my uh my campaigns funnels all that stuff it's all in Kajabi really good really cool really well known so there's another one out there i've just i haven't signed up for a trial or anything yet but i've been looking at it and watching videos on it and thinking about it It's called kartra you ever heard of kartra it's k- I have it.
1: that's it, a new one on me
0: yeah it's k a r t r a and Kartra.com and it's it's it they they sell themselves or promote themselves as a kind of a uh well everybody says they're the number one but a number one alternative to Kajabi that right. they do and I'd say it's about it's probably 30 to 40 percent less expensive than mm-hmm. Kajabi. It's all inclusive everything's n- natively connected with all their different things. They have, um, it, they have, it's very similar to ClickFunnels. They do very, very detailed funnels and things. Have all these templates and funnel templates, and they, they are really well-known for their, their funnels and their competitiveness with ClickFunnels, and it's all integrated. They do the website. They do membership sites, courses, digital courses. One of the things I, I saw on there that, that Kajabi doesn't have that I liked is they do an integrated calendar, so like Calendly that mm-hmm. I know I use that's Calendly. What do you, yeah. you,
1: do you use Calendly? I do. I use the same, but, but I have to hook all of these systems. That's together right. Somewhat manually, if you will, as yeah. opposed to. Yeah. And, and that's, and,
0: yeah. And, and you're kind of a tech, I'm a tech geek myself, but I know you're kind of a tech technology yeah. guy too, that uh, you, you can connect that stuff pretty easily. But a lot of people out there, a don't know how to, don't want to know how to, and just want things to work. Right. So, yeah. um, so the the count cal- I pay ten bucks a month for Calendly. That's what I pay, what whatever plan I'm on, and um, it is you know. So they have this calendar integration that that just so natively ties with everything in this in in Cartra that you can use it for everything. Just like Calendly, you can charge payments through through that. It does all of your integration with Google Calendar. It does all of that. So I was like, okay, that's ten bucks, and then. I pay 1.99 a month on the on the Kajabi Pro plan. Don't know if I need the Pro plan, but that just happens to be what I'm on. Um, they have a they have a, a one. It's 99 bucks a month with Kartra. It's all inclusive. It includes I think all 10 of their different products integrated and connected from mm-hmm. the from their pages to their to their. Uh, campaigns and funnels it does all their email marketing has all the you know the convert kit stuff in there um it does calendar it does it does tons of stuff there's one drawback that I've seen that I'm kind of researching is whereas Kajabi list uh, allows you to send unlimited emails
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it allows you to have unlimited bandwidth right okay. so yep. Kartra like Kajabi does unlimited video hosting, it does all that. So you don't have to have any of those extra products, but but they do limit based on the plan you're on. You're only allowed to send, I think on the basic plan, 2,500 emails a month. Well, to me, that sounds like a lot. I don't know when I'm going to be sending 2,500 emails a right, month, right. at least not right, right. now.
1: Well, uh, when you have 2,500 people on your email yeah, list. and here. You're
0: doing once a week, right? Right, uh, right? So there's that, which I'm not as worried about, that right now where I'm scaling, but then the other one that maybe and, and I don't really know how this would impact with, with the traffic that I have probably not a big deal right now, but they allow 50 gigabytes of uh, bandwidth per month. Um, okay. So I know if you have videos and a lot of stuff like that, I'm, I'm guessing that could add up pretty, yeah. pretty quick. I just don't know. And then it scales based on the different levels of plans you're on. But that's something that's unique. They they kind of uh, have a uh, regulate bandwidth and number of emails. Emails I'm not worried right. about, but the uh, but the uh, bandwidth is something that, that I have to think about. Right. But anyway, it's, it's 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 half the well not half the cost. It's substantially cheaper, and it has a few yeah. more benefits and products that integrate in that I could potentially cancel elsewhere. So no, it's just something. So their, to think revenue, about.
1: their revenue. Their revenue model is not based on uh feature set right you you're on a plan a you get this set of right. features plan b is more expensive you get additional set sounds like you get all the features but then their revenue model is on how how much you grow right how how much you scale in terms of your yeah. traffic yeah. for your bandwidth and of course your emails based on your email list and things
0: like that yeah it's they're better. i'm looking at their website they they say the greatest all-in-one platform ever they have of course they have checkouts pages leads Funnels and campaigns, mail, memberships and courses, videos. You can do a help desk. That's something that Kajabi doesn't do. You can put, you can take a help desk function, and, and, and it's part of their products that, right. um, you know, you can create a help desk for your website. Uh, they also have Kartra calendars, Kartra forms, affiliates. Um, so they do a lot of integrations and APIs. So it's just a lot of stuff. I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I'm paying 199 a month, eh, whatever. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm a tinkerer. That's my problem. I'm a tinkerer, man. I can't leave well, stuff alone. Well, I mean,
1: but that's it. I mean, it's, it's, that's important, especially to two guys like you and me, right? I mean, it's, uh, we got, we got real jobs, we've got families. This is a side hustle. Yeah. I mean, it's enough just trying to, produce, you know, good, meaningful, valuable content for our audiences and get it out there. I mean, that, there's enough work just in doing that. Right. And then all the behind the scenes stuff, all the administrative stuff, the, the, you know, the back office type stuff of hooking all these systems together. I mean, it can be overwhelming. And so it's, it's pretty big deal, especially for folks like us. If you can find a, a tool or, or, or a service or something that's going to combine a lot of those things, taking a lot of that back office work off of us. That's a, right, that's a right. pretty big deal. Uh, um, I mean, we, we, the thing we have to avoid is getting into this, you know, uh, analysis paralysis and right. just looking at tools all the time uh, and just pick something and go. But, but I mean, when there's something out there, you gotta at least give it its due diligence to evaluate it because it's such a big deal to folks like me and you. Yeah. And uh,
0: that's a good point. And, and I, I, I have a little bit of a shiny object, uh, Know, syndrome as well. And that's, that, I just like the technology. I, I'm always looking yeah. for an edge. I'm always looking for a way to simplify. I'm looking for, maybe I look too much and maybe I'm, a, too, I tinker too much, but that's just my nature and I'm not changing. I'm not going to change. It's just the, <laughs> that's the way I am, brother.
1: You got to be who you
0: are. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. just, you know, I'm going to tinker and, and always toy with things and want to, you know, I, I just enjoy that aspect of, of this journey and this online business. that I, I find that fun and anyway that that's that's where I'm at and uh if that's what's going on and we are you know we are pushing fifty minutes here and I just want to say man what a what a great topic today that we went through I enjoyed it good behind the scenes content I'm looking forward to next week I know you're gonna share what's coming and uh with that uh you could share and maybe take us home
1: yeah let me wrap it up for us here uh, a few call to uh, call to action items here uh so first of all if you want to measure your leadership i again I just commend you i'm I'm glad you're wanting to improve your leadership and and you're going to do that by measuring it. And so your call to action uh, today is just determine what are those action items, determine what are those lead measures that you need to do on a consistent basis, write them down, come up with a way that you can track them and score them and just start being consistent with doing those action items. And that will make you a better leader. Um, you can find the show notes for today's show. Check out the show notes at leaderpreneurshow.com, leaderpreneurshow.com. And I ha- we haven't mentioned it in a couple of episodes, but at the top of that page, you'll find our free resources link where you can find uh, a number of different uh, documents and, and cheat sheets and all that uh, Stephen and I have put together. So you, you'll get uh, material from both of us. So, head over to leaderpreneurshow.com and use the free resources link there at the top. If you want to know more about Stephen and his leadership t- content, head over to aerospaceleader.com. Aerospaceleader.com. You'll find links to his podcast and, and other materials that he has. You can find my stuff at credibleleaders.com. Credibleleaders.com will take you to links to the community, to the other podcasts, all those other things. So, check that out. This was episode number 20. Episode number 21, Stephen and I are super excited to share this with you. I'm going to tease it just a little bit, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. But we're going to talk about the downfall of every leader. Now, I'm not talking about just little simple mistakes that we've talked about here before where you learn from them and move on. I'm talking about true leadership failure. There's a dynamic uh, in every single case that you can find in true leadership failure. And we're going to talk about that next week and how you can avoid being a leadership failure next week. So I hope you'll join us for that. And until we talk again next week, be blessed and lead well.